Yes, it's episode 142 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff. Obviously, um, hey, it's the wedding special. This is at the wedding. This is being recorded. Um, I'm I'm about to uh, enter the ceremony room in about half an hour. Um, so yeah, that's what's uh, that's what's happening. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's not the ceremony. It's not the ceremony. It's Friday. It's the day before. It's the day before. Um, now, it's day four, so it's, there's lots of last-minute things going. Not wrong, just differently. <laughs> nah, there's nothing actually going wrong. So I know why I got my hair cut. Um, just going through my speech. Wrote a fire speech. No, it wasn't. The speech was... It wasn't dead. It was just a lot of fat. It's, it's like writing a set. Got the experience of doing comedy. It's like writing a set. It was a fat speech. It was 20 minutes. I hadn't even started talking about Naomi when I went through the first read. Second read, that 20 minutes, got cut to 10. Boom! Got cut down to 10. And it's all good. It's all good now. Now just Naomi's bit. I don't think I'm actually going to need to read it. The only thing I'm going to have to read is the special thank you part. The rest of it, oh, it's just going to flow. It's going to be easy. It's going to be the most important gig of my life. <laughs> I just wonder if Steve Bennett's going to be in the crowd to review it. You can imagine like, if I called your reviewer to see your bloody groom speech. But no, man, all good to be checking the weather. Like, absolute obsessive nutcases uh, let's see what the latest one is let's go to uh let's go to our, our news reporters at accuweather accuweather what is happening and also have our bbc weather guys on standby as well and also our guys over at the met office the weather forecast should be roughly accurate now and let's just go straight into google for weather Right, what's, what's Google's weather powered by? Um, oh, it's just weather.com is Google. Right, Saturday on Google says showers. Showers, the ceremony's at 2 o'clock. And it's 52 ch- 52% chance of precipitation around that time, according to Google. Doesn't say how heavy the showers are, just says precipitation. But it's happening all day. Well, there's a chance. 50. So, actually, when you think about it, 54% chance of precipitation. It means there's a 46% chance it won't rain. Am I right? It's still good. Um, let's see what's going on here on this one. So, let's type in the postcodes here. That's the one. Right, let's see. Tomorrow, it says mostly cloudy. Um, with a couple of showers. Oh, bit more optimistic. Six millimetres of downpour. Oh, no. Oh, no. Let's see. Hourly. Let's see the hourly forecast. Saturday, this Saturday, let's go. How, how how fun is this for a podcast? Hearing the man look at the weather report. I mean, everyone's being married will be... I think you'll be enjoying this. The anxiety. 
Um, right, cloudy when it comes to the actual ceremony time. Um, 34% precipitation when we could be outside. No showers happening. Cloudy according to AccuWeather. We will take cloudy and there's no rain in the morning after 9 o'clock according to AccuWeather. We will take that. BBC, what are you saying with your weather forecast? Shows you how crazy these weather forecasts are. They can go to all these different websites and you have different answers for all of them. Right, just as the general postcode. I'm not sure how big this postcode is, but this one is saying around uh, 2 o'clock and 3 o'clock, 92% chance of precipitation. How are you meant to accept these things as a... Uh... No, precipitation is expected. That's what it says there on BBC. Met Office, what are you saying? Uh, Met Office is saying... So, this is a rubbish website, this. Saturday. 50% chance of precipitation. We don't care about the sunshine. We just want there to be no rain for 45 minutes. Get those photos off. Get the big group photo. Ah, and boom, we're done. Cool. Nice. Sorted. You know? But, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. We don't worry about it, though. Don't worry about it. Speech is done. She's at a friend's house. I'm sat in the living room, knackered. I'm on my own. Um, I wanted to be on my own, just so I can go to bed. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost seven o'clock. I was going to go watch The Joker now. I was going to go watch The Joker, but um, just uh, too tired. Too tired to do that. Fall asleep in the cinema. So we'll see. We will see. We will see. We will see. Right. Um, what else we going on in the world? So talking about gigs. Had a gig on Wednesday. Wednesday. Rudy Lick was five minutes to shine. Which is interesting. I opened up on that. And uh, the DJ, right on the punchline, screams, you have one minute left. So, mate, why would you do that on the punchline? Like, who are you? Why would you do such a thing? So I spent the last minute of my five minutes just ripping into him, which was probably the most laughs I got off the set. <laughs> but it's fun. It was fun. It was all fun. It's all good. All good sport. Um, what else have I done this week? Oh, last weekend I was up in um, I was up in Birmingham and Manchester. Uh, on the Wahala tour, uh, Jamaica versus England. I wasn't battling this time. I was just there telling me jokes. All I was doing, just telling me jokes. And it was really fun. The comedy store in Manchester. It's weird you do a gig at two o'clock, three o'clock. Because you always think it's night time. So you're like, have a good night. And then you walk off and it's like, oh, jeez, sunlight. That was good. But the Birmingham, wow, oh, Birmingham crowd are absolutely rocking. Absolutely rocking. So I had a great time with them. Um, what? But yeah, this week though, it's just been, it's just been wedding focus, obviously. I mean, next week will be more interesting podcast. I won't, I literally just typed in weather rather than wedding. I was trying to go to BBC News, see what's been going on in the news. To have a nice uninformed opinion on something. But, um, yeah, we had the Arndale Centre knife attack. 
I mean, I'd, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Could Islamic State make a comeback? <sighs> Don't know. Probably more chance of that than Tottenham doing something good this season. Whoa, Jesus Christ, Sky. That was scary. Just unpaused itself. Guess it stops from the TV from burning. Um, all right. I thought they would hate me on Drag Race for not being gay. I'm. I, I, there's nothing. There's nothing here. Um, what was it to talk about, really? What can I talk about? Um, I guess I talk about that book I was listening to. About How We Talk to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. Finish that book now. I still recommend um, reading it, listening to it. It just reminds me of that Amanda Knox girl. Oh, mate. Because he goes into detail about these um, these high-profile cases. That it really shows how much I'm like other people that I slag off. That I just hear, my pro- hear the parts of the story that I think I know. And then... Um, I thought it was that I think I know, and then that's it. I just move on. I just move on and be like, yeah, I, I know what happened here. Don't need to research anymore. And um, Amanda Knox was one of them. I knew that she was probably innocent, like a few years after, but I didn't realise how many other little things really add on to the fact that she was innocent. And it's just like the Italian police just could not be asked to do proper police work. It's like, it's nuts. It's like, there's, there's like, do what we've done with this. You're here. It's near enough. You act a bit weird. So it's really, find out about this book. Find this book. It goes into that. Sandra Bland as well. Um, I thought she was murdered in jail. And then when they go into more details about her life before the incident and just her kind of uh, mindset, it's almost more believable that she probably killed herself in jail. Um, still doesn't deny that the police might have taken pictures of her when she was dead. As the mugshot. Don't know. It's all a bit weird. But um, but he breaks down the interaction between her and the police officer. And it's just great, man. It's just flipping great. Just great books. I really highly recommend that. Um, I mean, what else is happening? Um... What else happening in the world? Ah. Um, I don't think we can't see anything else. It's all been it's all a bit too serious on BBC. Takashi Six Nine signs a record deal in in prison. Let's let's read about that. Let's read about Takashi Six Nine. Um, also, oh, Jesus, what I was talking about stuff's happening with the news. Khalid Rooney and uh, and Jamie Vardy's wife. I don't know her name. But, oh, oh, that's a big deal, eh? If you don't know about that, nuts. Colleen Rooney. Um, Colleen Rooney. Um... Rebecca Vardy, that's it. Apparently she was leaking stories to the sun. And then Rebecca Vardy's like, no, I weren't. Someone hacked my account probably. 
Why didn't you speak to me about it? I mean, well, if it was you, then, and she says it's definitely you, you're going to say, oh, yeah, someone else did it. But, oh, when wags beef, eh? Wagu beef. Ha! Huh! But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just strange why these two ladies even have a voice. They're not famous. They're just not famous people. Why are they at the forefront? Why are... Th these people are not famous unless you refer to their partner. Colleen Rooney is Wayne Rooney's wife. Rebecca Vardy is Jamie Vardy's wife. Well, it's a strange thing. They'll end up on, like, Real Housewives of Cheshire or some kind of, you know, celebs go whatever. Because it's nuts. I'll be watching, like, a TV programme and Naomi will be like, oh, that's so-and-so. And I'm like, who the hell is she? And she goes, oh, she's on this show. I'm like, I don't know who that is. And he goes, yeah, it's, um, I go, what's her surname? She goes, Bardsley. I'm like, you mean Phil Bardsley's wife? She goes, yeah, I think her husband's called Phil or something. It's like, he's the famous one. He's the footballer. He's the one with the talent and skill. He should never, she should never be a point of reference for him. Unless it's actually like her family. Um, yeah, so I don't know why these days even got a voice, but the story was entertaining though. Um, right. Let's see, Takashi69 signs new 8 million record deal in prison. Wow. That's nice. Um, so he's said to be worth $10 million and is for two albums, one in English, one in Spanish. There you go. You can just bang out the same album, two different languages. Contractual obligation done. Pocky 8 mil. And then pay the gangs to not, you know, butt fuck you with a knife in prison. And then you're sorted, mate. Absolutely sorted. Um, That's a good question. What does happen with my e-hick after, um, after Brexit? Um, Rihanna wouldn't sell out for a half-time Super Bowl show. Well, when you've got enough money, you can make that choice. Right? It's never admirable when a multi-millionaire says, oh, I wouldn't accept thousands of pounds to do this thing. Well, easy. You're a multi-millionaire. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell out for a pound either. Or would I sell out for millions of pounds? Oh, different story. So very easy to say you're not going to sell out when it's less than what you earn. Or when it's, when it's life-changing. Oh, let's see. Let's see if you would sell out. But jeez, jeez, that's a nice picture. Um, right, what else has happened? What else I'll click on? Harvey. Harvey Elliott, Liverpool winger, suspended for 14 days over Harry Kane video. What did this guy say? He's been banned from all domestic football uh, for 14 days after admitting derogatory language about Harry Kane in the video. Uh, what's the? What was what's what did he actually do? Main of oh during the Champions League final. Fair enough. Um. Oh, what did he actually call him? Did he use the Y word? Is that what he did? What did he actually say? I'm just trying to think. What could? A young white man say about another white man that has made 
you know, the world go, right, we need to take action on this. What did Harvey Elliott say? I think he he must have called him like a, a yid or something. Not knowing, you know, what it means. What did he actually do? Alright, can we, can we play it? Can we play this video? Have I got the sound on? It's going to be a stupid advert about car insurance that I don't need. Let's see. Let's see if it is. Um, what's going on? No sound seems to be coming out of this video. What did he actually say? What did he say? Fucking melt? Who calls him a melt? Really? Melt? Is that it? He called him a fucking melt and he's been fined for that. No. Behave. You can't stop someone from working because they call someone a melt. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't bloody know. Oh, it wasn't melt. It was, it was M star, star, star. They needed to leave the G at the end. It, it was Mong. Mong was <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those words, isn't it? That you grow up. Um, you grow up using these words. And then as a kid, yeah, it's not acceptable, but it's understandable. Then when you get older, you've got to find out what these words mean and you can't carry on using them. Like that word's like double bad. It's like racist and uh, ableist as well. Like combines the two together. It's a really bad word. Um, Jeez. Harvey Elliott's only young. Like, I thought that word was too old for him. That's the word that I grew up like saying in the playground. Jeez. Yeah, all right, fair enough. That's that's why he got done. Makes absolute sense. Okay. Um the other stories about Brexit and E Hick. What losing my E Hick what losing my E Hick card would mean to me. Yeah, so I guess you wouldn't have it. Um, travel insurance advice in event of a no deal Brexit. Well, to be fair, uh, my travel insurance, I'm traveling outside of Europe twice, so I think I'm okay. All right. Okay, cool. That's that then. Let's get into Dear Deirdre and then I'm going to relax pre-wedding. So, Dear Deirdre, because I've got to reply to some people's messages on my phone because I see they're messaging me. Um... Right, secret crush, my friends keep teasing me about a guy I fancy who doesn't like me back. Dear Deirdre, I really like this boy in my class, but he does he does not like me back. I'm fed up with my friends teasing me about it. He joined our school this year and he's really good looking. He made friends quickly and is part of the in crowd. We are friends and chat all the time in and out of school. My friends are mates with his too. I'm 15 and want to tell him how I feel. I fear I will just blur it out one day. But that would create a big mess in our group. And I'm sure he doesn't like me in a romantic way. Ah, uh, See, here's the funny thing. When you're that age, it's the biggest deal in the world. That someone, you like someone who doesn't like you back. Oh my God. So they're at school. So imagine they're at secondary school. And uh, what ends up, that means you end up growing older. 
you get to about the age of 25, you see that person again. You've, you've been, oh, they got confidence, you've been uni, you've gone travelling, you've got a job, whatever. you just got a bit more about yourself. And you tell them, hey, it's crazy. You know, at school, I used to fancy you so badly. Because in the back of your mind, you're like, let's reopen that door. And you go, I used to fancy you so badly. And you're thinking, she's going to go, oh, my God, I used to fancy you too. And then you bang. But what actually happens is you go, I used to fancy you so badly. And they go, oh, really? That's crazy. Ah. Yeah. Anyway, have a good night. It's good bumping into you. Um, Yeah. And that's what will happen. So do what? Don't worry about it. Because you'll find some other people that you'll love way much more than this person in your class. So don't worry about it. All right, overprotective. My parents treat me like a child, even though I'm 19 and have a good job. Well, I will be the judge of how good your job is. Even though I'm 19, I have a good job. My parents treat me like a child. Maybe because you say, I've got a good job. Uh, my girlfriend is 17 and lives 200 miles away. Okay, hope this is relevant to the story. My parents say they like her, but they have set rules, saying she cannot stay at ours for longer than a week. So, hey, bruv, it's 200 miles away. Let us stay for a bit longer, no? you let her stay for a week. Why not let her stay for two? My dad keeps saying she had better not be trying to baby trap me. Um, all right. I want to move out and I, and I know I can afford it, but they say I can't. Well, that's why they treat you like a kid. Because they said you can't move out when you can and you've just obeyed them. So yes, they're going to treat you like a child. You're 19. I'm moving out. It's not in the conversation. I'm telling you, I'm moving out. I've asked my parents permission to go out. And they have set a 10.30pm curfew on weekdays. My older sister agrees they treat me like a baby. Bruv, leave. Just fucking leave. Just leave, man. Like, what happened? Did one of your older brothers get, like, shot or something? Like, what's going on? It's not even a conversation. I remember my mum was upset when I moved out, but I was going uni. She never said I can't go. And she said I couldn't go. I'm like, well, I'm going. So, yeah. Actually, I would have needed her because I needed her to sign off so I got my student loan. Um, <laughs> dear Deirdre, my moody wife has a younger lesbian lover but still enjoys violent sex with me. All right, here we go. Uh, my wife has a younger lesbian lover but enjoys violent sex with me. I wish we could be a normal loving couple. I am 43. My wife is 39. I discovered she was having a relationship with a 27-year-old woman from work when the girl called round one evening about a year ago when I was expected to be out. How do you know she was a lesbian? Does she have, like, the uniform on? Short hair and checkered shirt? I don't know. When she realised I was home, the three of us ended up having an awkward cup of tea together. As soon as she left, I quizzed my wife about who she was. My wife admitted they'd been lovers for a few months getting together after work and whenever I'm out she wasn't prepared to give this up but I don't want to rock the boat as we have a daughter aged 14 who I love to bits my main aim is to provide a stable home for her but I yearn for a really loving relationship with my wife as she no longer kisses me passionately we still have sex but I know I'm playing second fiddle if I try to cuddle her or be intimate she shouts at me to leave her alone wow treating like any side chick but when, but then, without saying anything, she initiates a role play a couple times a week where I'm meant to force myself on her. There is no tenderness, just crude sex. She just wants... 
After all the lesbian loving, tipping the velvet of a lady, she just went um, So at first, I was worried she was trying to entrap me and maybe recording it. But it's become a regular thing. I have my needs, so I go along with it. Even so, my wife is very moody. She's on antidepressants, antidepressants and still screams and shout if we touch on a sensitive subject. To keep her home calm, I just talk to her gently and ask her to be more responsible, more reasonable. I know my daughter finds it upsetting, though she doesn't really talk about it. I feel as if I'm walking on eggshells. I wonder what the long-term future holds. Will she leave me once our daughter is older? Bruv, take your daughter and leave. All right? She's, she's a medicated person who likes violent sex while cheating on a lesbian lover with you, her husband. Uh, I mean, it's, just leave, mate. You've got grounds for a divorce. You get to keep the kid. Do that. All right? Um... Oh, let's go. And like last one. Potty mouth. My boyfriend dumped me for swearing at his son, but I'm pregnant with his baby. Oh, God. I also got angry in front of his little boy. My boyfriend dumped me, even though I'm pregnant with his baby. We had a terrible summer. He was off work with a back injury, so I was looking after him 24-7, along with my little girl and his little boy for half the week. All right. Uh, then my mum passed away from lung cancer. Right. We just buried her when I discovered I was pregnant. My boyfriend wasn't happy about the pregnancy. Jeez. One day, I was arg we were arguing and I snaps and I screamed in front of his little boy, take your child and get the fuck out of my house. I've apologised over and over, but he hates me for it. He's 26. I'm 23. Yeah, I mean, look, it's all very emotional. You all seem pretty young and like you're not mature enough to... He's not mature enough to empathise the fact you just lost your mum. And, uh, you know, and you've got to be more mature not tell people to take their kids, get the fuck out of your house if you actually want them to stay and build a future with them. All right? So that's my advice for you lot. Okay, that is the end of the pod. Um, I, I just want to chill out now. I'm done. I'm talking to you lot. I'm yawning. That's why I'm so far away from the mic. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, so I'm done. Uh, so yeah, that's it. All right, people, uh, take care. That's in the pod. I'll speak to you next week when I will be a married man. Hopefully, we'll see. We'll find out in uh in under in under eighteen in under nineteen hours. That's when we'll find out. All right, getting married in the morning. Fucking hell. <laughs>